What's up, everybody? What a week it was. So many technicals, so many ejections, so many punches thrown on MLK Day. What's going on, man? I thought this was a day to honor a man who believed in peace. Instead, we get NBA fights. Dude, is is a bloodbath out there. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no complaints from me. I mean, some of these games were really fun to watch. The competitive spirits were out. I mean, we're getting closer to the tread deadline. We're getting closer to playoff time, to the all-star game. I mean, guys are trying to make names for themselves, I guess. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And we're going to cover it all here on the Dwight Chocolate NBA podcast. You got Alan here. You got Sean. That's me. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go over this week in the NBA. Yeah, let's go over it. Some yeah. of the best performances, worst performances, trending teams, and teams that whose fire is um, is lacking a little bit, you can yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> we're covering it all. But, hey, I got a trivia question for you to start us off, Alan. Just to get right, us going. shoot. What is it? What is it? Um, Let's see who it. is the tallest player in NBA history to have 20 points and 8 assists off the bench? Wow. This is an obscure one. It's very obscure. Yeah, this is very, very specific. Tallest player. You know, I will, so Yao Ming, I can't remember. I don't think he ever came off the bench. I'm going to eliminate him. I'm going to have to go with Zdrudis Igalskis. Wow, that's that's oh man, that's I did not remember that guy existed. It is not Zdrudis Igalskis. It's actually okay. Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk, the tallest guy ever to get 20 points and assists off the bench. So this must have happened recently. Uh yeah, I actually don't know when it happened. It was probably pretty <laughs> recent. Um but yeah, okay. I mean, he's a current player, so yeah, had to be that's a good pretty, one. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Zdrudis Legalskis never got in there. Or like, well, that, did that guy ever get assists? I don't know. I mean, it just seems like at some point you would think they would get lucky enough to get that many assists, or like an Alonzo Mourning, <laughs> or yeah, he didn't really know. play off the bench very much though. He is like their starting center and at the Cavs most of the time. Zdrudis Legalskis, yeah, yeah, he wasn't really coming off the bench until for the except for those few years he played in Miami, but that was yeah. towards like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, he must have been like 35, 34 at that point. Yeah, that man did not seem coordinated enough to be dishing dimes out I, very true. frequently. True, could happen once though, for sure. Yeah, you got Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. I don't think it takes much to get an assist for off those guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, 21 total uh, technicals on Monday for the M for Monday's MLK Day. Um, bunch of them coming with in that Clippers Rockets game that just kind of got out of hand, was just kind of out of control. <laughs> A little so bit fun. funny when you're thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, some of these guys were not laughing; they were totally pissed. But for everybody else, I thought it was quite funny. I don't know about you while watching this all unfold. Oh, it was incredible. I mean. It was it gradually got chippier and chippier as the game went on. You could tell like the Rockets players just they hated everything about Blake Griffin, like his entire being, the fact that he existed. Yeah. And then you see Austin Rivers start to get into it with Trevor Reason. Austin Rivers just in a suit and tie on the bench. <laughs> right. Yeah, when I was sort of looking more into what happened, I I saw the names Patrick Beverly, Austin Rivers. I'm like, what? I could have sworn these guys aren't even playing. How are they getting into these altercations? <laughs> yeah, dude, this is this will be interesting. And I mean, it, uh, Riza gets ejected because of that. Uh, Blake Griffin too. Uh, mm-hmm. Just two of five ejections that happened that day with uh, Russell Westbrook getting ejected after two consecutive technical fouls. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauer, Kyle Lowry and Ben Simmons getting into it. That's a pretty strange one. 
Yeah, so and, the yeah, day they get started off. Too. Yeah, so the day started off um, with the 76ers versus Toronto, and Kyle and Ben Simmons just kind of going at it. Uh, Kyle Lowry goes for a rebound, falls to the ground. Ben Simmons, he fights for that jump ball, and things get a little bit aggressive there. Uh, they get their technical foul served and eventually ejected. After the game, Ben Simmons reportedly says, I'm not going to take shit from anybody. Wow. Obviously right. speaking about Kyle Lowry there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, does Kyle Lowry really think he could take Ben Simmons in a fight? That's that's what I was kind of thinking. I mean, when you're seeing the video, it's obviously Kyle Lowry standing at six foot two and Ben Simmons <laughs> close to being a seven footer. There's quite the difference there. I mean, it, there's also quite the age difference as right. well. Take into consideration Ben Simmons, 20 years old, Kyle Lowry, 31. Man, that's a decade apart. Yeah, it's like you're, he's trying to play like the seniority card, but it's like when this when this man's almost standing a foot taller than you, yeah. it's like, it's like um, did you see the new Jumanji movie? No. It's like when <laughs> Kevin Hart's trying to fight The Rock. Okay, and it's yeah. And it's just, it's, that's kind of what it kind of reminds me of. Like, you're just totally outmatched, man. Like, <laughs> don't yeah. fight that fight. Yeah, it almost seems comical, right? <laughs> man, that'd be funny though. We can, we should, we should get an NBA street battle, street fight, or like <sighs> tournament going. I thought you'd yeah. get a lot of people to watch that. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyways, but things continued with the OKC game with uh, Russell Westbrook being ejected after um, essentially being called for a travel, and Russell Westbrook was just not having it from the ref and went <laughs> off of him. And gets kicked out of the game. I, I mean, looking back on it, I did think it was, it sort of seemed like a dumb call, but what did you think? I don't know sure if you saw the play transfer. Um, I, I actually didn't see the play, but just when I hear about any of these things where it's like they're just complaining about a call that the refs made, mm-hmm. sure, I mean, you hear like the refs haven't been doing that well this year, and we touched on this a few weeks ago in a podcast where the refs are younger now, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot less veterans, and there's a lot of guys that are like, just starting to get into the NBA game at the referee position. Mm. And, you know, they're going to make some bad calls sometimes. And as a professional, as a professional player, like you have to be okay with that. Like it sucks, but that's the game. That's what you get paid to do. And so this is all on Russell Westbrook. Like he needs to just be a better man about the situation. Right. And it, it is unfortunate because yeah, you can complain all you want, but really, I mean, the rules are set. Once the call is made, even if if it's as wrong as it may be or as wrong as you think it may be, uh, the refs aren't going to turn back on that. Yeah, and uh, Carmelo Anthony also got a technical in this game too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I remember, uh, I, I think I saw something that said, like, he had a quote or something after about the refs. He's just like, I'm just done with these refs. Right. Like, he's just yeah. fed up. Yeah, I mean, refer- the referees are, like, have become a target this season. Uh, I'm sure there seems to be some bad calls here and there, uh, but hey, I mean, nobody's ever really happy with the referees. I feel like everybody's got something to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know I don't know what it is if if it is just like social media just becoming more and more of a thing, or if it's the refs are actually becoming worse. Like I've just never heard this much complaining about referees on a daily basis. Yeah, I agree. I mean. Maybe we could look into it on another podcast or something, look further into it, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but somewhere lost in there was actually this funny story. <laughs> this is here. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So somebody in Cleveland apparently forgot to 
to pay the gas bill or at least a water heater maybe broke or something. But the <laughs> Warriors locker room reportedly had no access to hot water <laughs> during their visit against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I mean, there are rumors and there's always stories that that people tell both in professional amateur college and high school sports about sort of playing tricks on a big rival when they come visit you and this is one <laughs> of those tricks is turn the turn the hot water off on them right and i i don't know man nobody seems to really um confirm that this was this in fact was a mistake <laughs> or this was in fact done purposely either way this story sort of got lost in this shuffle but yeah I no I s- hilarious yeah i saw it too and like yeah you hear about like the, the warriors players they just had to like quickly go in like rush out and they're, like <laughs> shivering they're like <laughs> they have to like double up on their clothes when they get out but right. you, so are you insinuating that this was intentional on the calves just like a kind of like well you might have beaten us in every game we played in this year but at least you'll have a cold shower yeah i mean honestly this is my this is all pure speculation obviously but what i think it is probably possible is maybe maybe the the cavaliers organization and the cavaliers players had nothing to do with this it could it's possible that some maintenance guy just probably would have thought it, it was it'd be funny <laughs> if he did yeah. this yeah, he's a big he's a Cavalier guy. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> maybe. That would be I, such a great story. <laughs> it's like I yeah. will have my revenge. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think the NBA is going to look into this or launch an, <laughs> an investigation into it. But hey, it's a funny story. Maybe there and this maintenance guy probably went home and just laughed it laughed his butt off. <laughs> yeah, he got away with one. Lucky for him, the NBA was busy investigating. A much more interesting uh, mm-hmm. story with the Rockets and the Clippers. Yeah, all the chippiness going on there. So many stories. Yeah. Right. So this all kind of started on sort of a a missed goaltending call um, that the Rockets got mad at, and then on the other side, Blake Griffin got a continuation call and an and one, and the Rockets were not in agreement with it. And apparently, at some point, Blake Griffin also elbowed Mike D'Antoni. To me, it looked more of like a sort of like a little elbow tap than an it was, actual yeah, like, an the, aggressive elbowing. But it right. pissed off Chris Paul and it pissed off Trevor Ariza. Yeah, well, it's just Mike D'Antoni blew this up into something like as if Blake Griffin like actually hit him. Yeah. When you look at the replay, he might have like barely grazed his tie. Like, yeah. there was no physical contact. Mike D'Antoni was still on the sideline. Blake Griffin was still on the court. It was just like right. a little, maybe he put his elbow out a little bit as like a, hey, stop yelling at us so much, you know? Like, you're just really being annoying. Right. And or it's like, that's still, like, you shouldn't hit, you shouldn't even, like, get close to the opposing coach. Like, that's pretty sketchy. Mm-hmm. But, like, just this got blown totally out of proportion. And D'Antoni tried to... Cr- criminalize Blake Griffin like he actually fought him like that <laughs> water boy last year yeah <laughs> yeah I like the word I don't even the word elbowing shouldn't even be used here I think no. like I think the right word is what you said grazed um grazing him a little bit because oh Mike D'Antoni kind of made himself seem sort of like he was the dad the what did they say the dasmal in this in yeah in damsel distress. in distress yeah yeah and <laughs> Trevor Ariza and Chris Paul and everybody else had to come to his rescue yeah as and, if yeah as if he was in danger right and I mean the NBA agrees because I'm um, Blake Griffin got no suspension 
um, after they reviewed the play as well, instead going opting to give the suspension to Trevor Reza and, and Gerald Green. But right. <laughs> anyways, from that point on, it kind of continued. Trevor Reza throwing some little elbows, being a little bit physical here and there, and even at some point tearing Blake's um, tights that he wears underneath his shorts. And I thought that was like <laughs> one of the most funniest moments I've seen in the NBA this year so far. I know. I couldn't believe he didn't get ejected for that because that was pretty blatant to me. Yeah. Like Blake Griffin crossed him over and Trevor Reason in an attempt to just like stop him, just reaches out, just grabs and just pulls as hard as he can. <laughs> The tights rip, and Blake Griffin just plays until he gets ejected. He plays the rest of the game <laughs> just with his torn-up tights. Yeah, they were just hanging through. They were just hanging out. Um, yeah, I, that was that seemed really strange to me. And obviously, they continued playing, and Austin Rivers and Patrick Beverly the entire time are basically just talking smack to the Rockets players. Trevor Ariza at some point looks like he's going to confront them. Um, Blake Griffin <laughs> says some other stuff, uh, yada, yada. And then eventually they, they just get ejected. And that's what leads to what is basically the pinnacle <laughs> the of this part. entire thing. <laughs> the best yeah. part of this whole thing. Yeah. Keep yeah it going. So, so yeah, at some point, once this game is over, uh, Gerald Green, um, and Trevor Ariza have this plan to, to confront Austin Rivers and find Patrick Beverly, perhaps even Blake Griffin <laughs> as well, and confront them in the locker room. So they go looking for him, and apparently it's reported that they came out with this plan to have Clint Capella distract the Clippers <laughs> team while they sort of sneak around the back towards some quote-unquote secret passage that Chris Paul <laughs> was aware Yeah, that Chris Paul <laughs> knew of. Obviously, having been part of the Clippers organization and the team, he sort of knew of this secret passage. So, Clint Capella <laughs> distracts, knocks on the Clippers locker room. They all go through there, and Chris Paul uh, apparently leads this uh, platoon of Rockets players <laughs> to confront Austin Rivers and Patrick Beverly. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's unreal. And then the cops get called. They literally right. call the cops. These grown men. <laughs> They call the cops. They're like, oh, Chris Paul, he's about to attack me in my own locker room. <laughs> and then they have to escort them out, escort them outside of Staples Center into their bus until they leave. <laughs> it's the most so, absurd thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it seems silly to me because I mean, if you're a policeman, I mean, I assume sort of like their average height, right? Like an, an average male, five, five, eight to <laughs> five, 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 eight, yeah. five, ten, <laughs> five, ten, maybe sure. six feet tall. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, how are you going to get called in to stop a fight between two dudes that are over six, six, two, the professional world-class athletes. They weigh two, they're 200 pounds plus of pure muscle. I mean, <laughs> God, that's a tough day yeah. if you're a police officer. That's yeah. That's like they're not gonna do anything. Like DeAndre Jordan could probably take on Ariza and Gerald Green by himself. Yeah. Like I there yeah. It's not like they brought the whole Rockets team with them. This wasn't gonna be a fair fight. Clint Capella is, is just running distraction. Like yeah. <laughs> he's not in the locker room. He's just outside. Like I don't know, dancing mm -hmm. around like a clown or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man what a debacle but man it just seems like the clippers last year they, they were getting into this type of stuff with the rockets and the warriors and even years prior to that with the warriors as well yeah this who is it man at first i thought it was chris paul leading <laughs> sort of this dog fight but it's obviously not him 
is Dude, it Blake I don't know. Griffin? I, is it Doc no, Rivers? Is it, it Austin it's, Rivers? It's, it's got to be Austin Rivers. Is like, he just? I think Austin Rivers is hated by pretty much every NBA player. <laughs> like he's just he's just a hateable guy. I don't know what it is about him, but like he's just annoying. And, like, he gets under people's skin, especially if he goes off on you. If he scores a lot on you, oh, man, that's, like, the worst night you could have as an opposing team. Yeah. I think sort of – I sort of see Austin Rivers kind of being, like, the the teacher's pet, I guess you could say. Oh, the yeah. The guy in the classroom Absolutely. that people – that just come that just tries way too hard, um, sort of just is arrogant, um, has this, this sense of security about them because – I mean, because he's the coach's son or he's the teacher's son or he's just like the teacher's pet and like he just kind of gets <laughs> on everybody's nerves. Yeah, man. It, I I don't know how like he's on the sidelines and he's yeah. still able to cause all this commotion. I don't know what he said to Trevor Ariza. I would really love to know. <laughs> but man, I, I think this whole situation is awesome. Like I kind of wish this happened more often. <laughs> like I wish this wasn't a big deal. Like I just be like, I want these teams to like, not like each other and mm-hmm. to have these rivalries. Like that's really cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. It makes it an exciting game for sure. And Oh, just imagining this stuff go down just seems hilarious to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like, the way it transpired just made no sense at all. Yeah. Like, these are, like, NBA players, and, like, the, they, <laughs> they're running, like, a flank to, like, <laughs> trap Austin Rivers in his own locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris we're Paul's talking like, about, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about grown-ass men with kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, wh- like, how does this look for Chris Paul as, like, the president of the Players Association? Like, just to uh, even be involved in this. I mean, I think it's de- it's, it's a bad look. I mean, we don't know. F- well, actually, so this is what the NBA said. The NBA concluded that James Harden and Chris Paul acted as peacemakers in this whole mm, situation. Sounds like a cover-up for the superstars to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nobody really has any footage or anything. They're basing this off their interviews they had with players um, and coaches that were there. Yeah, I mean, it could very easily be that people kind of, uh, what would be the right word to say, kind of made things look a little bit nicer than they actually were for James Harden and Chris Paul because obviously they're star players here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're protecting them. Right. But, I mean, but, if if you don't take that into consideration, I, I think it is. It sort of is a bad look for Chris Paul. Is it a mistake? Maybe. I mean, emotions were running high. I mean, maybe there is a bigger a bigger conflict between him and Blake Griffin that has happened in the past that sort of led to this big blow up at, at that game. Yeah, I mean, it really show, goes to show like maybe this is like the whole reason why the Clippers were never able to get over that hump is just because Blake Griffin and Chris Paul just could not play together. Yeah, like they just were not their chemistry wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a bad look for Chris Paul, but maybe this was just a mistake that happened as a result of just this huge conflict that's been sort of building up between him and Blake Griffin from their playing days. And mm-hmm. Hey, they're not wearing the same Jersey now. So there's no, there's no reason for them not to get into, get into <laughs> something like this. Right. Yep. And these two teams play again, February 28th. So mark your calendars for that one. That'll be good. Austin yep. Rivers will probably be back by then. He'll probably get in a fight. <laughs> Let's see, man. Let's see who takes <laughs> that victory. Cause I think, 
the surprising thing of this law was that the Clippers walked away with the victory. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Lou Williams had another fantastic game. Uh, we had a lot of our bench guys step up, play really high-energy mm-hmm. uh, basketball. And, I mean, it helps to have James Harden not on the other side. But, I mean, hey, a win's a win. Chris Paul's still leading that team. They're still a good team. Uh, without James Harden there. So still a great victory for the Clippers. Got us over 500. Yeah. So this big earthquake that occurred on MLK Day, the earthquake of (laughs) fights, ejections, and technicals, kind of boiled over on the next day as Aaron Ufalo got in a huge fight with, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Yeah, I I was hoping you'd be able to pronounce (laughs) that. I'm going to try. You want to try? You try, go for it. Uh, I think you're a lot better at this than all me. All right, let's, let's, let's say it's Nemanja Bjelica. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, power forward center guy that they have. I've never seen this guy play. <laughs> I've never I, seen him play. I don't even know why he's in the game. Yeah, either way, um, he easily took the best punch of the season. I mean, Aaron Afalo just, just kind of hook-shotted him right in the, the right cheekbone. Uh, both were obviously ejected. I'm not even really sure why they started. It seemed like there was a little bit of shoving here and there, and then Aaron Afalo just kind of blew up. Yeah, well, he, well, yeah, Aaron Afalo throws a haymaker at this guy and, like, pretty much misses completely because the mm-hmm. guy's like, this is another, like, Lowry versus Simmons type of matchup where Afalo is just, like, eight inches shorter than the dude. Yeah. And, and then he just, and then this, this guy puts Afalo in a headlock. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, that's that's yeah, and just like keeps him there until like they both get ejected. <laughs> <laughs> that was it was self defense. It was self defense. Yeah. Honestly, this guy he got he didn't throw the first punch. Yeah, it's so it's it sort of seemed kind of funny. It's kind of like I, the image that I got is sort of like when you 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 have like a young pup, a puppy, and like the <laughs> puppy just kind of gets excited and starts throwing bites yeah. at you. So you kind of just like hold hold their head down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. He's like, calm down, man. <laughs> yeah, to try to relax him a little bit. That's kind of like what seemed to happen here. Yeah, but, and that's got to be embarrassing for a follow, man. He just got served. Yeah, he did, but damn, he threw a good punch. Yeah, he, he that was a malicious punch. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. trying to knock the guy out instantly. Yeah. He was trying to break a jawbone. <laughs> yeah, luckily he missed, and no one got seriously hurt. Yeah, so later on that day, you had Mark Michael Carter-Williams against Tim Frazier <laughs> of the Washington Wizards. I didn't even see this one. Yeah, this just happened, <laughs> a, like, maybe just a couple hours ago. Um, and <laughs> so wow. this this brought the ejection count to nine total in the last three days. Yeah. And I was trying to look at whether or not this was, like, some sort of NBA record, but uh, obviously well, how- the NBA doesn't keep track of ejections. Oh, really? The they don't? Day. Or I wasn't able to find anything about it. I mean, but how I'm many gonna... people got ejected in that uh, that battle at the Garden with, with like, Ron Artest involved? Oh, it's, yeah, Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, Ben Wallace. Yeah, like, how many people got ejected from that game alone? I mean, I guess you can make the argument that everybody did because they, <laughs> they just ended the game. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, if you count that. But, yeah, nine in three days is absolutely ridiculous. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think sort of so the best thing I think that transpired from this Michael Carter Williams and Tim Frazier fight was it actually because of this fight, the technicals and the ejections, um, the the 70s, the Charlotte Hornets were allowed to shoot two technical free throws. And who guess who the 76ers chose to shoot those two technical free throws? No other 
than one of the worst free throw shooters that's a currently an active player in the NBA, and that's Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard shot the Hornets' technical free throws? Yep, that's who the 76ers Who else chose. was on the floor for them? <laughs> well, it's because it's the the 70... Yeah, I mean, the 76ers, for whatever reason, got to choose. Oh, they got to choose? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that weird. A, yeah, that was weird. I, I didn't know there was a scenario where you could do that. Neither did I. I didn't really think about that till now. I'm like, huh, what was that? Anyways... <laughs> Dwight Howard got up and made both of those technical free throws. <laughs> Dang, and, that's awesome. And they walked away with the win. Dang, good job. I'm proud of Dwight Howard, man. A <laughs> lot of these big center guys, they're they're showing that they can actually make free throws this year. You got uh, Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan actually shooting over 60% this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Dwight Howard's at that level, but um, they're all shooting better. So yeah. hopefully this hacka, um, this hacka like whatever player... <laughs> sucks at free throws just starts to fizzle out a little bit yeah i'm i'm sort of thinking wonder how if it has a little bit to do with that and the other half with Shaq and a fool i think people are tired of being <laughs> no, no, Shaq yeah and a fool. yeah um but hey have you heard of this new show that kobe is gonna be on on espn i actually did not know that much about this until you you noted it here so the espn show is going to be called detail and it's basically what an in-depth show about Kobe Bryant and his look on the game of basketball. Yeah. So basically what's going to happen, the show's just going to be Kobe Bryant looking at game film and he's going to break down everything at like the Kobe Bryant level, you know, give you like a, the in-depth analysis from the mind of one of the greatest basketball players that ever lived, which is an amazing thing to me. I'm really excited to watch this. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll read out the press release for you. Uh, just the quote of what exactly... Uh, the show is okay. Uh, so in detail, the details, the name of the show viewers will experience unparalleled game observations from Bryant as if he were one of the fe- players featured in an ESPN game played the day before as one of the generation's leading basketball minds. Bryant will provide a perspective aimed at helping young athletes, players and coaches see the game in a different way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that- you still don't get, much detail of what well i guess what this is gonna look like yeah is it just like kobe bryant just sitting there and like talking yeah i'm not sure if anything i think what it probably will be is just a longer version of sort of like those animated or those highlight or those videos that would sometimes play during halftime on some of these espn games yeah Um, yeah just like going over highlights and stuff but it's from kobe bryant's perspective so it's cooler Right, yeah, with some more in-depth analysis, like they aim to say, probably more like actual basketball um, fundamentals and basketball uh, play structure and stuff like that, play movement. Yeah, and That's what I, I mean, imagine. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's gonna start airing in March, and they're gonna have fifteen episodes. Uh, that it concludes uh during when the finals start. Um, so it'll go through June. And, okay. Um, well, yeah. I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I mean, you, you have a lot of greats that already do commentary um, mm-hmm. for these basketball games. But uh, for the younger demographic, I think this is going to be really important because they can actually relate to Kobe Bryant. Because Kobe Bryant is like their Michael Jordan, is right. like their Magic Johnson, you know, like mm-hmm. of like when they were just babies growing up. Um, so yeah. they actually can like look to him and as like the legend. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can actually see. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like. I mean, Kobe Bryant, great basketball player and all, but he's also a very theatrical. He's been a very theatrical player, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like other NBA stars out there and theatrical, not in the terms of like like Shaquille O'Neal sort of uh, with the press and like clowning and stuff. Like He's just like a guy who. I mean, just look at his his last game. He went out in 62. Like, that's so Kobe Bryant or, like, the way the retirement yeah. jersey ceremony went. and So dramatic. I, he, <laughs> right, a little bit dramatic. Yeah, yeah, dr- uh, not a little bit. Yeah, a dramatic, <laughs> but in a, in a different way, you know, like, yeah. not not as, like, a clown way, but sort of, like, uh, just vi- he just comes up with these crazy visuals and, like, stories or, like, a way to make things more, like, I guess, profound theatrical i think that's just yeah, like just, the way <laughs> it's, it's, it's entertaining he's just yeah, he's an entertaining right. guy and mm-hmm. you know i think if they continue to do a show like this maybe they have like a different superstar uh do it like or like a, a different legend do it every season i think that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. too um just doesn't have to be exclusively kobe bryant um yeah. i think lebron james would be an awesome person for this because he basically he, his basketball IQ is as high as anyone's. I think yeah. he would be really good to see his perspective on things. Yeah, it would be. I mean, Kobe and LeBron, both great players, but they couldn't have, they couldn't be any more different. I mean, at least like yeah. their mentality towards the game. Kobe Bryant obviously has always been more of a scorer. Uh, leads, obviously, career leads the league in <laughs> most missed shots, and that's just the type of <laughs> yeah. guy that he is. Whereas LeBron on the other side... He's he's a super well-rounded player, probably the most well-rounded player we've ever seen in terms of scoring, assists, and rebounds. And the he loves getting his teammates involved and almost to a fault. And sometimes he's criticized pretty harshly about it. Mm-hmm. When it, I mean, obviously, when it comes down to clutch time, but that's just the way he plays, and that's just the guy he is. So yeah, it would be interesting to see their different perspectives on certain situations. Yeah, totally. So you think you're gonna try to catch a few episodes oh, of the yeah. show? Oh well, yeah, yeah, I will definitely catch this. I'm very curious. Like I said, I, I, I'm very curious to see sort of like what Kobe Bryant as he adds to certain things. Like, yeah, like I said, he's such a theatrical guy. Like, I just want to see, like, whatever it is, it's gonna be, it's gonna try to be epic and it's gonna try to be big, and it's mm-hmm. and it's gonna be different than anything else. Yeah. Um, any other sports network tries to put out. At least that's what I think. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I totally agree. I'm excited to see it too. We'll see how mm-hmm. it compares to uh, Ball in the Family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on from here, I see you got your some thoughts on Nikola Miritic, uh, one of your favorite Chicago Bulls oh, players. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, dude, I, I love me some Bulls. I don't know what it <laughs> is. I mean, it is David Nwaba, of course. But yeah. I just, I root for him. Uh, no matter what, but um, yeah, Miritich. I mean, having a career year, uh, the big Euro. Um, yeah. He says he admits fear of being traded has actually fueled a uh, large, in large part, uh, why he's had this career year that he's had, uh, really coming out of nowhere. Um, he scored all 18 of his points in the fourth quarter in the win versus the Heat on MLK. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty impressive stuff. Like from a guy like no one even heard about last year. Like right. I, I know, I mean, at least for me, uh, I mean, I watch a decent amount of NBA. I would say I never even knew this guy existed, but um, that's interesting that he'd think that he'd get traded. I didn't even know that that was a possibility. I'm, I mean, maybe the Bulls think that they just need to get rid of their 
good players for picks and stuff now. But since he's yeah. playing so well, like, what would his trade value even be on the market? It'd be pretty high, I think. Yeah, I mean, it seems like at this point he might be a guy that some people let go of for a first-round pick. Not a high first-round pick. Like, I'm thinking the Cavaliers might be able to get away with a trade for Nikola If they wanted him, Nikola Mirotic with for their own first-round pick. Not their Brooklyn pick, but their own first-round pick and maybe mm, another yeah. player. I think that's that's sort of like the trade value that he's trending right now, which isn't, it's a lot more than what it would have been last year for sure. Um, but yeah, Miritic has kind of like sort of built himself a different storyline versus being the guy who at the beginning of the year was that, Oh yeah, that's that Chicago bulls guy that got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. <and got> he <laughs> really changed the narrative on that <laughs> one. Good <Yes>. for him. <laughs> so he's changed. He's changing the narrative of his career because you're right. Yeah. He, if you outside of like Chicago Bulls fans or guys who people who really watched some Chicago Bulls game, yeah, Nikola Mirotic was sort of uh, not the most memorable name out there. Right. And yeah, because he's only really going to warrant a late first round pick from anyone that would want to trade for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's played his way into staying on the team like the Bulls are going to get way more from him being on the team than without him. I don't think that they're having to pay him that much right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, but he's I would definitely have him as one of the guys who could end up going somewhere. I like so these are the sort of the guys that I'm thinking um not they're not blockbuster guys. They're guys that are more realistic to land if you're mm-hmm. looking to make a trade. Um, guys like him, Nikola Mirotic. I'm looking at thinking guys like Julius Randle, yeah. uh, Kent Bazemore, uh, Tyreek Evans. Some of these dudes who are, they're decent and they're on teams that kind of aren't really going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kent Bazemore on the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Tyreek Evans on the Grizzlies. Like, yeah, these guys, they definitely would want to play for a contender. Yeah, and they're <laughs> sort of buy cheap guys. Their contracts aren't big. Um, yeah, so their dev, their their trade targets, whether or not they act, they actually get traded, it will I guess we'll see in three weeks when the trade deadline hits. Is the trade deadline really only three weeks away? We're pretty close. We're pretty close to it. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize it was that close. We we better start <clears throat> seeing some movement pretty soon. I, I want to see some good storylines. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen anything yet. Um, <clears throat> but anyways. Well, I guess we'll we'll see in the next few months. I mean, a lot of the guys who became free agents became eligible to be traded just a couple of weeks ago. Right. So I'm I'm pretty sure discussions are happening as yeah. we speak at some point somewhere. Mm-hmm. We'll report it all. Yeah. But uh, how about this one? Isaiah Thomas wa- does not want to be um, honored or have a tribute video played as in, in his return to the Boston Garden, um, and obviously. I mean, you could look at it different ways, but I think obviously this is a result of Paul Pierce expressing his um, his lack of how would you say his lack of joy for knowing that there was going to be an IT tribute video being played on the same night that he that he was going to have his jersey retired. Right. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to share that night with Isaiah Thomas. He made that very clear uh, yeah. multiple times because I mean he he's uh, on the ESPN. Uh, commentators for the halftime show so he's yeah. on the air a lot and mm-hmm. i mean he, he was very adamant about not wanting to share that night and it's for good reason like 
Isaiah Thomas was there for a few years, and he was there for, what, a decade? Was he there for, right. like, a decade and won multiple championships for them? Like, wh- why should he have to split time with a guy that didn't even bring them a championship? Well, yeah, well, Paul Pierce won one championship, not multiple. Let's not give nah, him too yeah. much. <laughs> hey, let's not give him, let's not make him out more than what he is here. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, he expressed a couple times that he just doesn't want to. He seems really adamant about it. Uh, on ESPN The Jump, he he basically said this. He said, Danny and I, as in Danny Ainge, talked about it for 40 minutes. Um, he told me this is what we have planned at the end of the conversation. And he's, and Paul Pierce and Danny Ainge basically said, if you don't want us to do Isaiah, we won't. So Paul Pierce responded with, <laughs> I really don't. So that, that was, was it. it. Yeah, that's um, that's what happened. He expressed to Danny Ainge that he did not want this IT tribute video being played the same night as his jersey retirement. Um, I mean, I just think it's it's sort of silly because I think sort of like one of the more social unspoken rules is like you don't orchestrate your tribute night. I thought, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, Uh, it's his night though. It is his his night. night. It is his night. It's like that if Swaggy true. P got a tribute video when the Warriors came to play the Lakers on Kobe's retirement. Night. Okay, yeah. That's what it's like to me. That's what that, it would be like. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind of true, I guess. But I, I would Isaiah Thomas, I mean. He was more than Swaggy P, sure. Yeah, he definitely is. The way I thought more. it was, to me, it was basically going to be, what, like two minutes? Two I minutes at the beginning really of the know. game. But, like, uh, it's, it's not fair to IT either. You know, yeah, because it's like, oh, cool. There's your video now. Whatever. Paul Pierce won us a championship, so we'll celebrate him. And you didn't win us a championship, so we're done. Like, yeah, yeah. It gives it a little more spotlight if they move it. That's true. I mean, but at that point, it sort of just seems kind of. I mean, it just kind of seems silly to even do if you, if I'm Isaiah Thomas. That's what I'm thinking. Like why uh, even have I, he the doesn't want to ruffle anymore? any feathers. He doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, he's he's he seems like a this is a classy move by him. I respect that. Yeah, that's true. And Paul Pierce, honestly, I've never been a huge Paul Pierce fan. And I think this just <laughs> kind of speaks surprise. to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so to me, this kind of just this whole thing just kind of speaks to the personality that I over I've always pictured Paul Pierce having is just this competitive, petty kind of selfish <laughs> guy i mean i've sure. never been a i've never been a fan of his game i've always thought he was overrated um when you look at it he got one title for boston with the help of kevin garnett ray allen i really think <laughs> kevin garnett was more of the star for the for those years than paul pierce pretty, yeah they were all pretty even yeah but anyways i mean i think it's petty ah, yeah, it, I, I mean it's it's definitely selfish i'll give you that it's a selfish yeah. move by him but if there's one day to be selfish, it's on your Jersey retirement night. Like, yeah, he deserves it. I, I, yeah, he's getting his Jersey retired. This is Jersey. That's, I've always <laughs> just kind of go back to that saying, like, you don't, if somebody's doing a tribute for you, like, you don't, I mean, I guess you can, but you don't orchestrate your own tribute night. You, you know, you don't pl- you don't tell people what you want as a as a Christmas gift or you or like you <laughs> he's know not you don't saying, go around <laughs> no you don't go around telling <laughs> hey 
don't give me a Christmas gift unless you're going to buy me this. You know, it's like, you don't say that. If you no, do, it's, that's kind of like <laughs> it's not. That's not what it's like. It's like, you can get me this Christmas gift. Just don't get me this. He's like, don't uh, give me the IT tribute video. <laughs> He's no, saying, what he it's like, if you don't want underwear for Christmas, <laughs> th- I want to know that. So I don't give you that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I get I can see that, but actually it kind of seems more to me like this. Hey, I'll go spend Christmas with you, but I won't go spend Christmas with you if this person shows up. <laughs> that's what it kind of yeah. all uh, in a yeah. way seems to me. That's yeah, okay. Either way, I, I think it's selfish and petty, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Anyways, on the other side, what is kind of unfortunate are sort of some of the injuries that are coming around the league. Kawhi Leonard uh, ruled out indefinitely after only Ugh. nine appearances so far this season. Oh, man, the guy that was hyped to be up there in the MVP discussion mm-hmm. has just kind of been MIA this season. Yeah, uh, really I, not to his fault, just this mysterious quad injury that just keeps reoccurring and keeps hindering his games. Yeah. Is, it, is it the quad still? Or I, I thought he had a shoulder problem. Right, so it was the quad injury that kept him out for the majority of the season. He came back. He had that shoulder shoulder strain he recovered from that and he came back played a couple games but what it seems it's happening is he's playing games feeling good and then that quad soreness sort of comes back Uh, and it sort of builds itself back up oh Um, man that's that's awful right it's it sucks because the spurs have planted themselves in a good spot uh third in the west and they were looking to to sort of have a stronger second half with Kawhi Leonard back, but right. this ruling obviously puts them in a bad situation, especially when the Timberwolves have caught a little bit fire, having won seven of their last ten games and are only one game behind the Spurs at this point for that third seed. Yeah, yeah that, that playoff positioning's huge too because, I mean, the Spurs, like, they're looking to, like, try to compete uh, for at least the second best record in the West uh, mm-hmm. with the Rockets, but now that they've fallen off a little bit and you, know, you don't know when Kawhi Leonard's coming back, it's like how long can the Spurs like maintain what they had for the first half of the season, which is like Pau Gasol and LaMarcus Aldridge just killing it. And then yeah. it was like they could only really hold the door for so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, it's a it's a stinker for sure for this for this team, man. Let's see what happens. I mean, I personally think the Timberwolves are gonna are gonna pass him up if yeah. Because it seems like Kawhi Leonard is gonna miss all, all, easily more than two weeks, and I think two weeks is really all it's, the Timberwolves are gonna need for them to really pass up the the Spurs. But that's not to say they'll build a big enough gap to maybe if Kawhi Leonard comes back a couple weeks after the All Star break, they can't rally and take that spot back. But yeah, that's obviously to be de- to be determined. Yeah, if he if he can come back like very soon after the All Star break, then I'm still giving the Spurs a good shot at the West still. Um, but if he misses any more time, like if he if he goes into March and he's still not playing, like he's not gonna be ready for the playoffs. Mm-mm. Yeah, it'll at that point it'll essentially almost almost be a lost season for him. Yeah, pretty yeah. awful. Yeah, and, and, and this then, next one's terrible too. Yep. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Jordan missing the first game of his career because of an injury uh, with oh. a sprained ankle that he got on a non-contact play where he just he jumped up and he came down on his ankle, and that was it. So he's missing the last three games because of that. Wow. 
That yeah. is crazy. I did not realize that was his first time losing he was losing a, or like missing time because of an, in, an injury. Yeah, no, he's, he's been the only guy that's been able to survive the Clipper curse for like it's, ever. Yeah, and we're talking to so like Corey Brewer has like this crazy streak going on uh for how many for for the amount of games he's played. And but this is even crazier because I mean we're talking about DeAndre Jordan at starting center. He takes a lot of contact from guys yeah, who go no, inside. He, yeah, he plays hard too. Like he's bumping, he's super athletic, goes up for alley oops all the time, and he plays on the Clippers, so his chances to get injured is like five times higher than being on any other team. <laughs> Yeah, you could say that. I'm. Yeah, I mean, in the Pacific Division, he's been playing against the Marcus Cousins multiple times a year. Yeah, Zach Draymond Randolph. Green, Zach Randolph. Yeah, uh, that's bruisers. That's, but yeah, he's just a big dude, man. Like he can take mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't think this is a serious injury. Uh, they're saying he could come back as soon as this weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's still crazy that he even got hurt in the first place on on such a small thing. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. But yeah, he seems like he'll be back. But who is back is Zach Levine. Mr. He's back. Dunk Show is back to the <laughs> with the Chicago Bulls. Um, how's he doing, Sean? Is he doing pretty good or He he's hot and cold, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um they're actually they're holding him to a very strict twenty minute per game uh limit. So he's only played twenty ga- twenty minutes exactly, or like nineteen minutes in the games that he's played. Uh, his first two games, he was pretty good. Uh, he was averaging like 16 points a game. And then uh, they played the Warriors tonight, uh, Wednesday night, and he shot two at 12, uh, just put up a mm. stinker. Um, and they ended up losing that game by seven points. Um, David Nwaba mm. almost bringing him back. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, seven <laughs> points, not too bad against the Warriors. Best defense in the league. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, Zach Levine being back for this team, once he gets off that minutes restriction, it's going to suck for David Nwaba probably because uh, he's going to get less minutes. But for the Bulls as a whole, I think this is going to be really good for them. Uh, I, I really think that this is an above 500 team now that he's back healthy. It, they are. They are above 500 team. I promise you that. I don't know if they make – there's no way they make a comeback, I think. I don't think that they'll make it to 500, but they will get close. I think wow. that they'll end the season 37-43. Or 37 and... Wait, is that right? 37-44? 45. 37-45. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll wait to see. Like, I think they'll they will have a decent record given that they started 3-20. and 20. <laughs> Yeah. They, would need, they, <laughs> they are 20 wins away. From potentially being thirty with thir- to get to that thirty seven or yeah yep to get to that thirty seven yeah ah uh, well my you guess. Know, what do you <laughs> think you, do you you think that doesn't seem that out of the question to me I mean I guess it is possible you got a couple got you got a bunch of guys coming back from injury yeah like I Chris just, Dunn's playing really well I mean Miritich career year I marketing. just kind of think there's I think there might be some trades coming for. I think Miritic might be a trade target, and if he's not, like I, I mean, I could just see sort of like another Phoenix Sun situation happening with this team, where guys just sit out, fake injuries occur, oh, and the tank, I, I just the great tank, <laughs> the great tank effort just goes through. I mean, I just don't. I don't know what. What are the Chicago Bulls really playing for at this point? Pride. 
<laughs> to show yeah, that they would have been a playoff team if they didn't start three and twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's completely overrated for some for some teams. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, also who came back? Uh, we obviously talked about his return, but Isaiah Thomas is playing his second his sequel from his um Boston Celtics season with the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh it hasn't really resulted in the big uplift that everybody was hoping for at least not yet this yeah. team is sinking what's yeah. going on <laughs> well i mean this i mean it coming back you can't say that's why they're losing uh yeah. the cavs being on this four game losing streak uh 7 games behind boston now third in the east with the heat only half a game behind them the heat are about Man. to overtake them and you can just you can feel the unrest in cleveland how everyone's just so dissatisfied with how the season's been so far everyone mm-hmm. thought it would be better by now everyone thought isaiah thomas was going to score 30 points immediately right off the bat like yeah. the expectations are high here and they're very frustrated because <laughs> Uh, losing Kyrie after losing to the Warriors has got to leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, who would have thought that the Cleveland Cavaliers would have were playing better with Jose Calderon starting at point guard than with Isaiah Thomas, right? Uh, and Der- a Derrick Rose return on the horizon, and a Tristan Thompson also return. They, a Tristan Thompson, is just not giving them the big boost that he was giving this team in years prior, like. I thought in this during this Warriors game, I was like, okay, this is going to be the game that's going to be a turning point for Tristan Thompson. And he sort of went out there for a couple minutes and was just not the same guy that he was when they played the Warriors in the finals a couple years ago. I just don't really yeah. know what happened. Like, he's just it's not the Kardashian there. Like, curse. Yeah, he's that's so, it. <laughs> and that's and and that sort of reminds me of a name. A name that I'm pulling from the past. He's kind of reminding yeah, me of this dude it. right here, Roy Hibbert. Oh, so Roy yeah. Hibbert <laughs> was a big defensive presence, just sort of like a solid role dude for the Indiana Pacers, a team that was the number one seed in the East and pushed the Miami Heat to seven games. This guy played his role so well. Um, that, I mean, he looked he was like he's going to be a star. Right. He got voted into the All Star game basically be- for being a great rebounder yeah. and great. Um, rim rim protector really had nothing else outside of that and <laughs> right. that's sort of the guy that Tristan Thompson would I thought would, would become for the Cleveland Cavaliers but like Roy yeah. Hibbert it seems like Tristan Thompson is also hitting a, a cliff yeah that's a big bummer like he was supposed to bring some defensive presence to them they've allowed 127 points or more in three straight games even when they won against Orlando they gave up 127 that's yeah, absolutely it, ridiculous yeah, it's the same problem. Um, defensive issues. They're an old. They're an old roster, and uh, to me, I think a, a move needs to happen and it needs to happen quickly. And yeah. I, I really, Marcus Saul, you're calling Marcus Saul, aren't you? I've, I've been, I've been pretty consistent about this <laughs> since they got that Brooklyn <laughs> pick that they need to trade and they need to get either a Marcus Saul or I guess if the heavens align, they somehow pull off a trade and get. The Marcus Cousins or Anthony Davis, so I oh, don't stop. see that being likely. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm leaning more towards like a Marcus Saul or I guess people are throwing out their DeAndre Jordan, but again, that's oh, please no. <laughs> that seems sort of more of like a stretch to me as well. Yeah, I think I think because the Clippers have been playing so well, we can't trade DeAndre right now. Like we're we're a playoff team at this point. 
Yeah, unless there's like some, I guess some baggage that nobody knows about. I mean, DeAndre Jordan. Maybe yeah. He wants to trade. According to Stephen A. Why. Smith, no, he expressed <laughs> he wanted to be traded to the Rockets. I don't. I don't really know how much man, merit. Talk that about has. fake news, man. He Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. That guy hasn't reported anything correctly since he <laughs> called Kevin Garnett going to the Boston Celtics back in, like, whatever year that was. Wow, I didn't know he called that. But, yeah, hey. Yeah, he did call that. But uh, that's, like, what, a 10-year dry streak <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of reporting something correctly? No, no. It's yeah. just, we'll just ta- wind. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about DeAndre Jordan, his Clippers, like you were just saying, I mean, they're a hot team, man. They caught fire, and... They're yep. bringing themselves back into relevancy. They were on that fine line of becoming an irrelevant NBA franchise this season, but here they are, five-game winning streak, and they're back to 500, back in the playoff hunting position. Yeah, and they actually they just beat the Nuggets tonight uh, to extend that win streak to six. Wow. Uh, to firmly put ourselves in a playoff spot. Pretty awesome stuff. Um, yeah, Lou Williams. Lou Williams is an all-star. Please, I mean... <laughs> You got to give this guy credit. I mean, it's a little too late to vote for the All-Star game. Um, I put in some votes for him, though. Hopefully uh, some some of our viewers did as well. But he's averaging 31.8 points per game in January. Wow. That's That's uh, a lot of points. Right. That's Allen Iverson numbers right there. Yeah, he's shooting the lights out. I mean, DeAndre Jordan was playing amazing for us before he got injured. uh, Just gobbling up rebounds. Blake Griffin's back. Milos is back. We don't even have a full team still. We're still missing Pat Beverly. We're still we're still missing Gallinari. Yeah. But you know what? We're this team is still good. Like yeah. despite missing these pieces, we're we're a good team. Yeah, you reached and got a guy from Bakersfield. Yeah, to make it work. Freaking Tyrone <laughs> Wallace, man. Yeah, Tyrone, Tyrone Wallace, Wallace is coming. <laughs> Dude, these G League guys that we get, they somehow are able to make an impact immediately. It makes me think that there's a lot of G League guys that are probably better than a lot of NBA players out here oh, right now. Definitely. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, well, not maybe not definitely, but it's possible. I mean, sometimes it's very it's possible. Just, yeah, it's just a matter of finding the right role. It's um, like when you when you see a guy like CJ Williams go up, make a three to win the game against the Hawks the other day. Uh, we had Jamil Wilson, just like he started for us. Um, and unfortunately, his 45-day contract ran out, so we had to let him go. Um, but he, he is a clutch three-point shooter for us. Um, he'd start the games. And now Tyrone Wallace is starting for us, and he just he drives to the basket so fearlessly, like as if he's been in the league for years. Like, just, yeah. just the kid out of Baco, man. And he, <laughs> <laughs> they're just getting it done for us. Like, I think I've, I've given Doc Rivers a lot of hate, like, over the years uh, mm-hmm. while, he's, while he was coaching Chris Paul. I think there was just not a match there. And now yeah. I'm really seeing Doc Rivers' true colors, and he's just making this work with guys that you wouldn't expect. And I think he should be in the running for coach of the year at this point. Wow, that is a bold claim. Now I won't <laughs> think wow. about it, dude. Think I guess like yeah. three G League players. You have four of your five starters at the start of the season out for a long extended period of time. Halfway through the season now, you're still in a playoff contention spot and you've gotten guys to play way like way above what you'd expect them to. Like That's true. I'm not sure. Well, I think you still need a bigger sample size of this. Let's wait and see 
if the Clippers can get themselves to something crazy like the fifth seed, oh, that's not maybe. that's not crazy. That's like a game away. Like <sighs> the, what would be crazy was the fourth seed. Okay. Because like the five through nine is like right next to each other right now. Yeah. Uh, but if we uh, if we overtake the Wolves or the Spurs, then that's like okay, no question. You give Doc Rivers coach of the year. <laughs> I was gonna say, then I'll start actually giving no, making it a no serious question. <laughs> uh, the only other guy I'd give it to is Dwayne Casey of the Raptors, because they're sneakily having an amazing season. Well, what about Greg Popovich? They've the Spurs have been missing this, Tony this Parker, okay. Mono Ginobili, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. It's good, yeah, sure. I mean, somehow Danny Green is still has an NBA job <laughs> under Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, okay, fine. You, you can put in Popovich, you can put in Stevens. But I mean, come, come on, come on, man. Who? How? The freaking Clippers. Well, I'll tell you uh, this: Tyrone Wallace, man. <laughs> that's true. So I'll tell you this: I won't say you're you're wrong. I'll just say this: I'll say let's 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 let this sample size get a little bit bigger, and then then I'll I'll let's rethink this. All right, all right. I'm going to say, if they overtake the Wolves or the yeah. Spurs, if the Clippers have a better record than the Spurs, you can't <laughs> think Popovich gets the coach of the year over over Doc Rivers. They have a better record. That's true. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, let's just, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's super unlikely to happen. That's super unlikely, but yeah. But I, I'm just saying, see. if that happens... No, that's yeah, not maybe. even a contest between okay, those Okay, okay, I'll give you that. All right, <laughs> if the Clippers go third seed, beat out the Spurs, <laughs> the Spurs are the fourth seed. Because I'm not going to give it to you if the Spurs somehow end up the ninth seed and the Clippers end up Yo, the eighth seed. Man, man, can you imagine if the Spurs got out of the playoffs? That would be unreal. That'll be, yeah, that'll be bad. <laughs> but uh, we'll revisit that later because we'll that's revisit a very it. Point. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's just go through some of the best performances of the week really quickly here. We got Giannis, the Greek freak, going 27, 20, and 6 in a win versus the Washington Wizards. <laughs> that's just, just a stupid stat line. Yeah, that's that's like a Shaquille O'Neal stat line, really. Yeah. Um, to see Giannis pull that off, damn, crazy. Th- yeah, that's insane. Man, just the Wizards continue to drop. Yeah, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Kelly Oubre Jr., Oda Porter Jr. <laughs> These are good players, but they just cannot put anything together. And people just keep whooping on them, including the Charlotte Hornets last night, Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, actually whooping. Yeah. But uh, Anthony Davis also making this list with just a stupid game. 48 points, 17 rebounds, 4 steals, and 3 blocks versus the Knicks on Sunday. Wow. That's, that's insane. Yeah, Anthony Davis is finding his stride again. And this is what's scary about I feel like we haven't seen the best of Anthony Davis maybe since like two years ago, really. Because just because he misses so much time with injuries, I think he doesn't catch the best, the most basketball rhythm he can through a season. Yeah. Maybe up until this this year, we might actually see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's really finding his stride. Uh, Only became the... So I think he's the second player ever to have back-to-back 45.15 rebound games. Uh, I think wow. Charles Barkley was actually that. the other one. So, pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. yeah, also we got Willie Reed. Uh, th- this is, I mean, it's not like a crazy one like Anthony Davis, yeah. but this is a good game from a guy that, like, you expect to get two points, four rebounds a game. So uh, who is Willie Reed? <laughs> Honestly, I don't oh, know. Oh, who this. is Willie Reed? Well, yeah, Willie Reed is? is 
<laughs> the backup center for the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> oh, he would be a he's, Clipper guy. I was going to say, I've <laughs> never even heard of this guy. Yep, he started because DeAndre Jordan was hurt. And okay, put up guy? put up a really high energy, great, efficient game with six for six shooting, fourteen points, thirteen rebounds, two assists, steals, and blocks, wow. with no turnovers versus the Kings on Saturday. Actually, that is a that is a very very efficient stat line. It's like very I, efficient. I glance, <laughs> you would think, oh, okay, that's a that's that's a good stat line, not great. <laughs> but then you look six for six, 14 points, thirteen rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks with no turnovers. Yeah. All right, Just I wouldn't mind a little bit a little bit of everything, you know. And yeah, that was a huge game for him. Yeah. Well, added to this list, I just. I don't know, I already mentioned this, but Dwight Howard, man. Yeah. 21 points, 9 for 12 shooting, 17 rebounds. Um, and then follows that up the next the next game with making those two technical free throws after his teammate beats the crap out of another <laughs> Washington Wizards guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, win-win for yeah. the Hornets that night. That's pretty impressive. I mean, the he was kind of just like laughing off as the Washington Wizards chose him to shoot those free throws, and he got a standing ovation from the Charlotte from the Charlotte crowd. Yeah, after I mean, making those, he deserves it. I'm pretty sure there was like about zero people in that crowd that thought he would make both of those. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, but good job. Uh, yep. On the other side, though, the worst performances. Michael Beasley didn't know he was still in the league, but he's in there. Nine <laughs> minutes, zero for four. Uh, zero points, two rebounds, two assists, and three turnovers against the Pelicans. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Nine for nine minutes. I mean, three turnovers by itself is bad. Misses all his shots. <laughs> He's actually had some good games for the Knicks this year, though. This this was uh, not one of them. <laughs> yeah, he just went. He basically went out there and just turned the ball over. It seems. Yeah, he just went out there, turned the ball over, and that was it. He was done. He go go back, take a seat, drink some yeah. Gatorade, call it a night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then, and uh, then I'll go for it. Yeah, Talk sure. About this uh, dude. Yeah, I got Dragon Bender, the mm. coolest name in the league, the worst performance of the week. Yeah. Putting up thirty for thirty minutes, zero for seven shooting. Uh, six of those were from three. Uh, just chucking him up there. Uh, <laughs> zero points for the game. Didn't even get a free throw. And then he got five rebounds, which was the one good thing he did, but three turnovers to offset that. So a big nothing burger from this guy. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is a guy that's kind of trying to set his way in the league. I mean, Dragon Bender's he's kind of been fighting for some minutes um, in that Phoenix rotation, and he got them 30 minutes, and for him to go out there and put up the stinker like this is a really bad one that's a bad one yeah uh high lottery guy, pick sucks. yeah, yeah th- this guy this guy's a lot to prove and uh yeah y- you gotta take better advantage of your minutes out there yeah i mean just just run around man get him some more rebounds and <laughs> some assists or something yeah anyways but uh on final thoughts to close it off let's not we're talking about all these teams that are good and dropping off but here's one team man that's been staying there and has been consistent despite a lot of doubters and a lot of people who kind of just didn't know what to think of them that's the pelicans don't look now but the pelicans are tied for the sixth seed in the west with victories this month against the cavaliers and the celtics so with the spurs losing Kawhi leonard if the playoffs started today it would actually be pelicans versus the spurs in the first round and the pelicans would be primed to upset those spurs yeah, with Man. with a with an unhealthy Kawhi Leonard 
I mean, right. this, this that could go either way. Yeah, so DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis have helped win four of their last six games, and they're on pace right now to become the only teammates to average 21 points and 10 rebounds, with Cousins wow. averaging more assists there's even their starting point guard all day <laughs> and Rajon Rondo uh, averaging 5.1 assists a game. That's so this is a team that kind of has a, not a very well-functioning roster, you could say, uh, based off what it looks like on paper. But they've somehow made it work, and that's because they got two guys that with the potential to make first-team All-NBA. But I'm looking at this team, and I think... They, they, at some point, are going to have to be separated, I think. I don't think Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins can essentially coexist. You don't think don't this experiment's working, even though they're they're doing pretty well as of late? I mean, it's it's working. It's working good. But I think it, in order for this team to sort of actually make the next level, I think one of them's going to have to go because if you have two dudes that could potentially make first-team All-NBA, but their ceiling is the sixth seed in the West... I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think Anthony Davis or DeMarcus Cousins is the problem, though. I think they can coexist just fine. They just need a better point guard. <laughs> yeah. Like The stat that's sticking out here to me is that <laughs> Cousins averages more assists than their starting point guard. That's <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, how does that happen? Like, I know DeMarcus like 5.1 is really good for a center, but that's yeah. not good for a starting point guard. <laughs> Your starting point guard should at least be averaging eight assists a game. Yep. I, I agree with you, but uh, here the Pelicans are, though. They're fighting, even though the doubters doubt. And I'm, I got to say, I'm one of the, I was a doubter. I didn't think this Pelicans team was going to make the playoffs, but here they are, man. And if yeah. they're on their road to a first round matchup with the Spurs, uh, that spells the script that that could potentially be a be an upset and if they, Dude, the yeah. heavens align we might see the pelicans in the second round oh man that would be pretty crazy <laughs> i'd be impressed by that yeah i agree but uh yeah well that's all we have and we'll keep up with the pelicans and see how far they can actually go alongside with the chicago bulls and see if doc rivers actually has a chance of coach of the year as according to sean <laughs> <laughs> dude i just you got you got to give him credit man got to give him credit yeah well thanks everybody for tuning in don't forget to check us out on soundcloud itunes and subscribe if you like this podcast um and we'll be back next week with another episode yes sir see y'all next week